You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, episode 27, Freak Force 13 and 14. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast Retro, the Fincast that's managed to convince you that wings on feet could let a man fly. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And on the Savage Fincast Retro, we cover the Eric Larson-related comics of the past, Savage Dragon, Freak Force, Deadly Duo, Dart... If you were a 90s kid with your Ninja Turtles action figure and your Ecto Cooler, having your Stranger Things bike <laughs> adventures for real, goddamn, this is your show, baby. I definitely did have my Stranger Things bike adventures. And that me is too. what I did. I saw a dead body just like Stand By Me. Crazy. Oh. Mm. I only ever found a cow skull. Hmm. That's still part of a dead body. <laughs> it counts. I just smoked pot in the woods. Yeah, I was the good kid. I didn't smoke any pot. I was a, I was straight edge. Or wait, what's the actual word? Oh, right, square. <laughs> well, there's four straight edges on a square, so technically you weren't wrong. Um, we got some kick-ass issues for you guys this uh, this uh, time. Uh, Jim, let them know, man. Let, yep. let them know what they're in for. They got a treat. Yes, we are going to be covering Freak Force issues 13 and 14. Uh Basically, we're going to be dealing with the uh, the uh, alien invasion of the, the Cosmic Cops conclusion. So, that'll be cool. Can I just say, do you fellas ever have trouble getting over bodies of water? Trouble getting over bodies of water? Yeah. No. Hmm. Well, if you did, you wouldn't after these issues, because we've got more bridges than you can handle. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you. It's pretty labored. (laughs) More bridges than Venice. (laughs) (laughs) So, right off the bat, issue 13, what cover you guys got? I got Crying Big Man. Okay. Okay. I got both because I'm a completist. Well, I only Uh, have, I actually have both as well. These are issues. Actually, you know what? (laughs) Now that I think about it, I bought all the issues of Freak Force um, from Mile High Comics back in like the mid 2000s. I Holy bought cow. them just to have them because they were all available. So I got them all mm-hmm. for cover yeah. price back when they, you could still get stuff like this for cover price on Mile High. Uh, and I think I bought both covers at the time just to have both covers at the time. I, I a I true have, dedicated soldier of this show, bought them for this show like two years ago. <laughs> the uh, So yeah, both we got both covers. With, one's got Big Man crying over his uh, dead wife. Mm-hmm. 
You know, we all care about Big Man. He's such an important character in Savage Dragon. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Mr. That's Big, right. yes. Uh, I got to say the dark cover is my preferred cover. As, well, even they're, though, they're... Hmm? Go ahead. I was just going to say it's just a, as an homage to the classics uh, X-Men, Cyclops walking away, and other Marvel character quits their books, covers. It's pretty good. I'm looking it up right now. Guess what? Dear listener, important news update. I, too, have this variant cover. I just don't have it in front of me. Okay. <laughs> so they're so both are, burn homages, which is Are we all cool? Because, huh? I mean, oh, we all they, three have it, right? They are both after burn. Right, because so one would have been after yeah. X-Men. And what, what's the one with the cradle and the body? Is it? I think it's supposed to be X-Men 136 with the Phoenix. It's been 136. Gotta look that up. I just want to say... If you look, it is, because... Uh, oh, it is. Super Patriots doing Wolverine's pose, and Colossus is barbaric. And... Vic Bridges yeah. is a burn homage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that makes so sense. It, it makes sense, yeah. It's just perfect. The, the regular issue with mr big on the cover it it's not as quite quite as obvious but the the actual variant with dart walking away the team that kind of looks like uh ish uh, x-men 138 that's super obvious when you see that mm-hmm. i like especially, especially with the pink covers in the background that's like that's what really ties it all together yeah, it's super weird looking for someone who has no burn influence. Right. Or, I mean, exposure, like no burn exposure at all. When I saw that variant, I was like, what in the hell is going on with this pink is... cover? Like, it's weird. Yeah, the only oh, thing this X-Men. cover doesn't have is a win a Toys R Us shopping spree banner across the top. <laughs> Did X-Men 138 have the covers in the background? Yes, it does. Or is that? Oh, all right. Yep, they got pink covers. They got a bunch of uh Oh, uh, okay. Classic, right, right. Yeah. Although on that one, the uh they are um what's the word I'm looking for? They're inverted. The whites and blacks line arts inverted. It creates mm-hmm. a kind of uh They oh, didn't do right. that for they didn't do that for this cover. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they I didn't like... uh do a knock I like how like the X Men had like a knockout for all the background characters. Right, and there, there's no knockout in this either. Yeah, so there there are significant like stylistic differences, but uh, I think it looks good. I actually don't. It's like still the... weird that they decide to do a variant. Mm-hmm. It is an odd choice, indeed. I wonder if he did both and couldn't decide which he wanted and decided to just put out both. Well, they're both major things, I guess, that happened in the book. You know, death of heroes and a hero quitting the team. Yeah, but only one of them we care about. <laughs> True, true. Yeah, I don't give Think a about shit about back then, those Mr. speculators. <laughs> the character dies, that's going to be worth money. <laughs> I think Mr. Big, just his costume's too boring. Like, the Man. thing is, is, if you look at him next to all the other people, like, yeah. granted, Rapture and Hordus basically have on, like, one-color swimsuits, but if he just had, like, an MB across his chest or you know, something, you know, a symbol... Well, yeah. he's based on Giant Man, and Giant Man doesn't have symbols, so. 
I don't know. It, it's just kind of weird. They bring in these characters, Mr. Big, and I'm not sure what she calls herself. Uh, Cornet. Cornet. And, and, of course, the whole idea is that Super Patriot, uh, uh, Mr. Big, Hornet, and uh, Battle Tank were heroes in the 60s called the Liberty League, and they were very unabashedly a Avengers riff. Absolutely, they were. You know, Captain America, Ant, the Giant Man, Wasp, and... Oh, right, Mighty Man's there. Mighty Man's the Thor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Correct, Amundo. And they broke up because uh, uh, Super Patriot became a hardline liberal after Vietnam, mm-hmm. and everyone else was a conservative D-bag. Yeah, Battle Tank, uh, we definitely know who he would have voted for, not getting political, but you know. <laughs> you just know. Wink. But but we start out real quick. We get we basically get a crash course in what Mister Big's deal is, and basically he's crazy as a fucking box of hornets. Yeah, he they, will not they, stop talking. He will not stop talking about himself, and he just goes off the handle, uh, exposing themselves when they were supposed to trying to be covert. He's just, yeah, like, yeah, like it's just like they're they're clearly on a stealth mission, and the minute he sees the fucking like you know intergalactic space police, he's just like. Duh, time to fight. It's like, you're an idiot. What the fuck? <laughs> when I was reading this, I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? And then he climbs the Twin Towers like King Kong. <laughs> oh, the Twin Towers. What a, when you guys saw that, were you just get a little bit of like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All, all these flames and shit in New York City. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aging like fine wine. Remember the Mario movie? The Mario movie had one of them destroyed. And I was just so like, did, oh. uh, So did fucking Escape from New York. Yeah. Do you remember when um, Spider-Man 1 came out and they had like the... Um, had a helicopter and a web between the two buildings. Yeah, and then they just kind of took... It happened right around that time and they stopped airing that footage. Yeah. And it that, completely disappeared. Is it on the extras now or anything? I don't know. You can find it online easy enough. Yeah, it that. just like... They were just like, oh, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oops. So, as much as I find Mr. Big obnoxious, I gotta say this scene with uh, with uh, Hornet and Hortus. Dude, is, this is great. This, yeah. this is like the longest we ever spend with Hortus as a character. Ever, maybe. Ever. <laughs> she talks more here than she probably does in the rest of Savage Dragon combined. Yes. <laughs> as I was reading this, remember, for my first time, as I was reading this, I was like, wow, this is a lot of Hortus. Wow, we're still on Hortus. Wow, this is a Hortus moment, huh? Shit. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Hortus is one of those characters that always gets played off as, like, dumb. As, like, she's a she's an idiot. And, and we mm-hmm. get that here. She, she it's always comic relief. She's comic yeah. relief. for and, and how this story resolves, she's absolutely, like, a punchline. Yeah. But she's not an idiot. I've always thought she had a lot more potential as a character we should just we never spend any time with her i mean i like the fact that there's an she's not just an idiot because she's an idiot she's an idiot because she was chained down in a basement through most of her life right right um so there's a good explanation for it and she's an you know as we find out she's an alien um so it makes sense but yeah it's you know the the thing about for me with Savage Dragon is, it would have been nice to see her grow, in real time and mm-hmm. kind of lose some of that, so you could see a, a character progress. You know, but 
it just never happens. Man, but no COVID. How, how fucked up is it how Hornet dies here? <laughs> it's it's awesome. awesome. I love it. I can't believe it's so unexpected. I, I can't believe he's not on a page turn though, because this is a classic Savage Dragon death. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. just random shit just kills you, and now you're a tiny skeleton. What the fuck? Yeah, tiny. Just the visual is fantastic of her going through the force field and fucking Hornet just can't make it. <laughs> yeah, a perfect page flip would have been like you know that small panel where Horridus is half in it before it hit Hornet mm-hmm. on one page, and then you flip it and Hornet's through in that skeleton. You know, it's like that was a missed opportunity, but. I think they say that the environment is what killed her, but I, the way I interpret it is, is that the, the force field they pass through lets the alien creature, the alien DNA through, but the human DNA gets incinerated. It it is exactly that the force field killed her, because later they specify that the only reason that Horus got through Vanguard specify not to jump ahead too bad, but like Vanguard says, it's the fact that she's an alien, half alien, is what saved her. Yeah, but Jim's saying. It- it could be the atmosphere that. Well, no, Vanguard I, I, says. I thought, I thought it's mentioned that it's the atmosphere that did it. Well, no, the atmosphere is what she ruins. The atmosphere isn't what does it. It's the force field. Oh, uh, all right. Because she, yeah, she gets she gets into the duct work and starts fucking around with the. Uh, basically, starts destroying their their the life their support system life support or whatever. Systems, yep. Right. Yep. With all her spiky skin, she just happens to be in the, the right place at the right time. I can tell you, man, those aliens are so gross. You know, <laughs> yeah. those, like jelly lovers or whatever they <laughs> so gross looking yeah the giant like fucking grapes yeah god damn dude listen to, I, I mean I like what <laughs> the noise the the fucking hordus lips are getting to me so bad like these are these are such good hordises like they're so well drawn like uh but then just the lips from the neck yeah. from the neck down from the lips down she looks fine <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's it's very tough to swallow. I tell you what, if there were no lips, it would look great. Yes, I know that's what's so hard, dude. It's like just leave them off. Because there's a couple panels where you can't really tell they're there, and it also, looks fine. Don't draw her face on. Yes. Oh my god, dude. Or if you do, face on, chin down. That's just, that's yeah. that's the solution. That's how you fix it. Oof, um, it's hard because the art is getting better. Like I know Augie is listening to this. And he's like, "You motherfucker!" But it's like, dude, the art does look good. Like I think. Do you it's, think some of it is the inks? Like Al Gordon's inking a lot of these pages now. It, it absolutely is the inks. I think that Mike Miller is off, and now they switched it up. Yeah, it's absolutely the inks. Like it's so much better. And now the weird drop shadow stuff is gone. Well, it comes back. <laughs> what, again? Do I miss it again? It keeps no, it's it, gone, it, and then it comes back. Yeah, it comes back later on. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because what's funny is Jim had the same thing. As, like, as I was reading this, I was like, oh, cool, they did away with the drop shadow. Nope, nope, there it is. So, I, it I, is. so I think the MCU may have ripped this off, because uh, destroyed the main ship, and then all the bad guys fall down. Yeah, it was oh. convenient. I, I guess they all suffocated it or something, or because they, they um, or, or well, they so, were humans that were converted right into right. those guys. I guess they were just drones. Yeah, they're drones, and 
the actual cosmic cops just are like peace out and so the, they just kind of I guess the drones just turn off mm-hmm. this pinup talking about Jerry Ordway love holy smokes what a great pinup oh, yeah. yeah. well it's based upon a classic uh, Captain Marvel cover by um, oh, not Otto Bender the other guy C.C. Um, Beck C.C. Beck yeah exactly that's our man Yep, that's a that's a nice pinup. Mm-hmm. Although we uh, got the star wrong, did he? Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess it. I mean, it's what's long. Doesn't have the long longer. tail. Yeah, long tail, right? Okay, I prefer the lightning bolt anyway. Yeah. God, lightning bolts a million killing times better. In the art of Eric Larson book that never came out, it never didn't. You nope. know, we're getting it this week. In a way, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're, we're getting it this week. I mean, I cannot imagine that some of that art that was meant to go in there isn't making it into those omnibuses. Omnibuy, right. whatever. Forty-eight pages of twisted goodies from Eric's sketchbook, plus tips for beginners on how to draw. Finally, hmm. someone will teach me. <laughs> It's only 48 pages. It seems like nothing. Like, he probably decided to scrap it because it was like, it's just turned into like one of those, I don't know, those early image books that were just kind of cash grabs. Right. Yeah, yeah. Dude, um, again, I don't mean to, I don't mean to bag on Vic like all the time, but like, dude, his Chelsea Nirvana, like with the ears and like the S curl. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, her her hair's too short. I mean, it, she's it's, got it, it's way too short. She's got it tied back, and you're right. The ears sticking out, it really accentuates it. Yeah, it, it definitely remind, could go for a different hairstyle here. It reminds me of those people that have like the genetic illness that what? have like the short. <laughs> Like the small foreheads. I'm not Genet- lying though. Genetic illness. Well, what's crazy about Chelsea's whole design is bangs would do a miracle. Like if she just said bangs right across that forehead, right. it would be a miracle for her character design. But it, like she could have the, even the big ears, and if she just had bangs, it would just do so much. But uh, nah, man. And I, I know what he was going for. He was like that iconic S. Like that's an S, you know. Yeah. It's it's clearly like an S curl, but it's, it's like double split curl. But like, ah, oh, geez, it's just so weird. Um, going one page back before we see Chelsea. Speaking of, mm-hmm. remember last time on the retro we were talking about uh, Savage Dragon issues, referencing mm-hmm. the the alien invasion of uh, New York. Well, yeah. on this page we get another newspaper thing, and we actually get mention of Dragon's Rampage in Chicago during the Possessed story. Mm-hmm. So, tying these two pretty closely together there. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, it's very cool. Again, this uh, w- that was something I never had. Like, that line where William Johnson says that, when I originally read that, I had no context. I didn't know right, what the hell he was right. talking about. Could have been any alien invasion in New York. They happen every week. I thought, I tell you what, I thought it was a reference to some other comic. Right. <laughs> like... Clearly, you got J. Jonah Jameson there. I just thought it was a little wink and a nudge to something else, you know. Goddamn Vanguard without his helmet, dude. Fucking like, this, this shit with with this translation thing being yes, off, it sucks. I'm, it it yeah, sucks. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I, I don't like him without his helmet. He doesn't look you good, think, and he doesn't sound good. 
doesn't look good, doesn't sound good, and why would he choose to do it? Like, what's why? Up, what's up with this fucking chess symbol, too? Where did that come from? I don't know. What the fuck is that? <laughs> why? What the fuck is that? Why? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just struggling with these choices. It's like you have such a good-looking Vanguard design, and, and again, like, the whole thing of him talking weird now, it's like, okay, maybe once, but why? Like, why? Why can't he have gotten a helmet before he comes back down to Earth to talk to people? It's like, you know you don't talk good. Get a goddamn helmet. I just, I don't know. Is there only one? I think that's the, I think that's the implication. There's only one and it's being used for something else. I can't remember what, but it's been a while. Well, if you remember, he got hit in the head by a fucking falling piece of his ship. And like, yep. that's how the space cops got in the first place. Right. So again, we joked about, like way back, we joked about how like oafish that made Vanguard look. Yep. Now, oh, I, oh, space I, cops. Oops. Psh. I mean, he is kind of oafish. He's, he is kind of a goofball. Wee, 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 wee. You know? I don't know. I'm very disappointed by that choice, and uh, I don't really love it, and I don't know why Vic insisted on doing it. And Again, the weird symbol and the weird way of talking and the lack of a helmet, and it's just like, yeah. oh. I, Well, to be fair, that's not... The, the talking is... It was Giffen and Larson's choice, because Larson scripts this, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I misspoke, but like, I just again, I don't love it. And Jim, look, there's your silhouette panels. Yeah, you're right. They are here. Fucking hell. With these weird little notches. Oh, oh no. All right. So it's just the shadow. It looks like it's a little like because yes. of the way they're lined up. Yep. yep. That's why it looks it's awful. Yeah. Yep. Instead, you know what you could do instead of those silhouettes? Just close the space between the panels. Yep. Just make it the, black. The order. panel. The panel where uh, Vanguard's in silhouette mm-hmm. with, like, a uh, dart in the foreground looks very suggestive. <laughs> Not in on the what, page. Of, in what you know, way? You know, oh, the, wait, no. The I question know is how oh, many planet will this be? I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, dart's all bent over. Yeah, she's ready. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the pictures on the walls of, like, I don't know if it's superhero characters or something. I, I think Vic just like drawing shit on the walls, which to be fair, I mean, it does break up the background from being a solid color. But I just don't are... know what the hell he's drawing. They're all like it's whatever weirdo he wants to draw. things. Like if you look on the last page, it almost looks like, I think it's supposed to be a picture, but it looks like a window where like somebody's like doing something. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess that is the thing that Craig's saying. And I agree. Like, it's superheroes, but the fact that it's, like, superheroes doing things, it's a weird choice. I mean, Like, it's, it's almost it's, better it's, to it's, do it's, those it, plants and shapes. It's Dart's office. Maybe she's doing it to, like, when people come in to hire Freak Force, they see, like, superheroic acts on the walls. <laughs> okay. That's my no-prize explanation. Yeah. Uh, so, Dart, Dart's quit. She's too human for this Freak Force team. It makes a lot of she's sense. Not wrong. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I, think it's, darts. I think it's horse shit. She's 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 as good as Captain America. No, she's yes. not. Yes, she is. Not without the God Sword. Just Dart. Just no. Dart. She's she's mm-hmm. the Captain America. If Cap can do it, she can do it. That's my that's my take on it. You, you don't have to have superpowers to be a superhero. <laughs> Um, 
I just have to say, if I had a time machine, I would warn Neil Gaiman and McFarlane not to collaborate on Angela. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the ad. Yeah, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Look at this future Marvel character. <laughs> Look at this future Guardian of the that Galaxy. Is, that is pretty wild when you think about that, right? Yes. Yep. That Angela li- is in the Marvel Universe. Like, what? Literally crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. A spite move. Oh, yeah. Just... Well, here you go. Your character belongs to Marvel now. It's like weird. And it's weird that Marvel was like, yeah, we'll take it. Well, <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, I think it was part of a package deal to get fucking Miracle Man. I, I don't know exactly how that all shook out, but she came around the same time Gaiman sold his rights to Miracle Man. So I, I think it was just part of the deal so that he'd make more money in the end. Yeah. And that how about that Shadowhawk Vampirella ad on the back? Mark yeah. Teixeira is a damn good artist. I He's incredible. You. He's incredible, dude. This is an iconic, for me, image. Like, of course, you know, perviness, but like just goddamn, that Vampirella is fucking incredible. But also, I've never seen a cooler looking Shadowhawk. Holy shit. Yeah. So, um, issue 14. Yeah, issue 14, uh, switching gears. Anything else to say? No, no, we're ready to no, move on. I think, I think it just to close that out, it, it, I think the Cosmic Cop kind of uh, arc was a high point on Freak Force. Yes, I, um, I will agree. I do like we're getting into the bludgeon issue, which I also think is a great freak force issue. I, 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 cause I like the character, but I, I do think for me, the high watermark for freak force is the cosmic cop arc because of the repercussions and savage dragon and, you know, the deaths and, and some of the things that happen in it. But I don't know. I was so, very high on it when it started. And my overall opinion is it ends pretty weakly because it does get resolved by Hordus being Hordus. And yeah. the character death is characters we've just met and don't give a shit about. Yeah, I have to agree with that, Jim. Uh, for me, it was a high point. Uh, I was loving it. I mean, I was feeling it. I was like, God damn, this is what that space worm thing that they tried to do with the like space ant space worm thing. Yep, yep. I was like, like this is like what they were trying for with that. Only they did it, and I was like, man, this is so good. This is cool, and I loved like Mister Big. And Hornet coming in for like the kind of like the here's the reuniting of the old super like Liberty League and shit. Super Liberty League. I mean Liberty League. But like the thing is, is that like uh, we just met those characters. So their deaths don't mean anything. And, you know, again, for Hordus to just blunder in there, I, I get the concession that it's like they just weren't prepared for there to be an alien on that planet. But it's like, dude, she just magoos through there, like climbing her climbing <laughs> through. A sh- I mean, just like, I'm just saying, like, how shitty was their ship that her simply climbing through a, a shaft destroyed it? Like, it's hard to accept. It's like, it's like the problem with Hordus is that she's a dumbass, and they solve this problem with her being a dumbass when you could have used the opportunity to show her have any skill at all at anything and make her a better character instead of just continuing to use her as the joke. I mean, there was an opportunity there that she maybe she overheard something and managed yeah. to like to like take advantage of it. That's all it would have taken. Dude, is that she was in the switch. right right place at the right time, like damage the right thing at the right Dude, time. 
literally all you'd have to do is have her be in a like a tight she's in a tight shaft mm-hmm. you have her over here from a vent two guys talking about like a maintenance thing like you idiot don't let your guard down you know this this needs to be monitored at all times but i have to go to the bathroom well make it quick and then they both take off and she's like oh they don't want this hit huh and hits it and then boom yeah, you, know, just, she, you can she, even do a what does this button do gag or yeah. some shit yeah, like, but like the the way it was done, where she was like climbing through a tube, and just somehow her scraping on the things as she climbed through the tube destroyed the atmosphere. Control. That was a little confusing. Yeah, it was just yeah. a weird choice, like yeah. to have her the act of her climbing through a tube. It just happened it. way too quick. Too it was like, yeah. oh, it's like really that's all it took. <laughs> and, and, and it's and it sucks because we just got off that moment of Hornet just dying, just yeah. zip. And that was like, oh, shit, stakes, holy shit. Nope, it's over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It probably could have used another issue. It really could have. And in fact, it kind of felt pinched off. That was my only criticism. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I got to agree. Because we had last issue with all the groups getting set up to where they are. In fact, the whole thing with Ricochet and Dart getting into that like line there yeah. felt like that was leading to something. And yes. then none of it leads to anything. It didn't. Well, lead to I anything. guess. I guess what helps is having that Savage Dragon 100, where they kind of give you the hey, if uh, if this all panned out this way, this is what actually happens, and you know how it changes. And so I guess it kind of, in my head, as someone that read that and now got that foresight, you know, it, it makes the story maybe in my head better. And then, like you said, when you read it, you're like, oh, it kind of fizzled out at the end. You know, I held it in higher regard probably because I was thinking more of like the Savage Dragon 100 and the stakes and that. And it, it is. Oh, you mean the, you felt you held the story in higher regard because you had read about it in. Well, I had already read it. But when you when you read 100. Yeah. You know, it's been a while. Like, And 100 still sticks in my head. And there was. You know, 100 was just a backup story, but there were more stakes involved. You know, it just yeah. tied in more with Savage Dragon. So in my head, this arc well, it's, it's was really, a little stronger than it was. Well, it's really unfortunate because even though I'm a little down on the ending, it's still the high point of the series so far. Oh, I, absolutely. I yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that, I think this issue that we're going to go over for. Sorry, sorry, Augie. We know you were yelling at us right now. <laughs> and Joey Finkelberry are probably the high points of this. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. I will give this uh, Space Cops thing like a 7.5. And it yeah. would have been high. It would have been honestly uh, 8.5 to a 9 had it had a good ending. Uh, just felt pinched off. But the, I the, did love everything up to this moment. I think the art has also dramatically improved. I think we were getting a little down on the art leading into this arc just before Joey mm-hmm. Finkelberry. I think it was getting rough. But yeah. it, it has improved by leaps and bounds. I think the new inkers have really helped uh, solidify the the look of the book. Oh, absolutely! Oh my God! Imagine if this whole series had looked like these most recent issues, the sales could have been completely different. Mm. Inkers matter. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right, Bludgeon. Right, this is Bludgeon. Not no Bronze. The other guy. This yeah, is, this is this Bludgeon. Is bludgeon. So Bludgeon, I recall Bludgeon briefly showing up in the Savage Dragon regular series, but uh, 
I always found his. There were two versions of Bludgeon. There are two versions of Bludgeon. That was that's what confused me because I don't know anything about this guy. Yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting for me. Power. They have the same power. Well, yeah, same look, same power. (laughs) That's very confusing. Well, well, it's because uh, they get their powers from Johnny Redbeard, and I guess Johnny Redbeard correct give the same powers identical to different people. But uh, Hmm. I don't. Bludgeon's design is very '90s, and I don't know if I like it. It's all tubes and and shoulder pads and Wolverine claws. I'll go ahead and kind of like it. I'll go ahead and own it and say that I don't like it. But it's not that it's bad. It's that it. I think it's one of those designs. It's like Jim Lee style, right? Right. Where like if the right guy's drawing it, it looks incredible, and if the wrong guy's drawing it, it doesn't look good. Right. On this cover, it looks fantastic. And then later on in the issue, there's some times where it looks pretty whack. He's got like a weird like zombie face. I like that. No, part. no, no nose. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I even like his little Wolverine claws. Like I just, I, I like yeah, that. It's so strange. Like the metal piece that covers with this little like nose piece. He's like 90s juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be the whole. That might be his deal. Is that he's very juggernaut esque? And yeah, you're right. Nineties juggernauts definitely what this guy is. And part of his appeal is he's so massive and chunky. Yeah, and I do like that actually. That is, I think, you know, strong as hell. That's a great uh, for this book. That's a great rapture, and I think Super Patriot looks great too. You mean beat up on the cover, or you mean on page one? I'm talking about page one, baby. Oh interior. yeah. Interior, Can we yeah. just go back to the cover and look at Horridus's face? Horrible, <laughs> simply awful. She looks like a snapping turtle or something. Yeah. Yes, dude. And the one eye open, it's like looking. <laughs> it's looking at like right at what would be, I guess, Rapture's crotch or something. It's not good. Her butt. Well, it's that's just why she's good. got her tongue out. <laughs> I don't like it. There's so much good on this cover. And then just Hordus's face. I also think it's funny that uh, he's covering the word force. So it's just freak. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The if the first page interior, Rapture in particular. I wonder if it has to do with Al Gordon. Because Al Gordon's a fucking wizard with inks. So he's a, I'm going to say yes. Uh, Al Gordon's one of my favorite inkers of all time. He's a... Uh, yeah, these he, know, look he, good. he knows what he's doing. Yeah, these pages look great, dude. Rapture looks the best she's looked in this whole series. Super Patriot, too. Super like, Patriot look... and all his little Dave Johnson screws in his leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks great. Of course, we're, we're dealing with the fallout of uh, Dart leaving. Uh, Rapture's trying to convince Super Patriot that he needs to lead this team. and He doesn't want to do it because he doesn't like getting shoehorned into that role. Mm-hmm. He already did it. Just doesn't want to. Nobody can sell the Chelsea Nirvana design, though. <laughs> I, I like that her. I, I like that her and Phyllis are paired off here. Phyllis yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. Jerry the Inhabitor looking like a creep. Oh, he is yeah. a creep. Great ink saw on his face. So something I didn't have context for as we were reviewing this earlier, but I do now. And if you're a listener in there and you know this movie, you're going to be like, oh, my God. Dude, the Inhabitor looks straight up like Jack Death from Trancers. 
So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to Google Trancers and you want to look at the main character, because the funny thing is when I looked at like the inhabitor, I was like, why is he just? He looks so boring or whatever. Dude, I guarantee that there's some Trancers influence in the way he looks here. I don't know. Pro- I don't know Trancers. Go- Google it. With yeah. a head blowing up movie. No, you no, think that, that, scanners. That's, that's scanners. Scanners. Oh, which one's Trancers? Trancers is its own thing where it's like uh, people from the future can travel back to the past in the bodies of their ancestors. So uh, you, you can't go back physically oh my in time. God, this is a fucking six film franchise. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, dude, that's an appropriate reaction. And here's the thing. Get ready. It's actually pretty cool. Like, it's not great. But the guy who got me hooked on it said, uh, million dollar idea, thousand dollar budget. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. It's a it's a fantastic idea that they had no money to make anything. I'm with. looking at the cover to Trancers 2, The Return of Jack Death. It looks like, looks like my child made the cover. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the fair. The photo is so bad. Dude. I'm, Helen Hunt t- is in it, though. But I'm telling I promise if you watch it, you'll enjoy it. But I'm just basically to take it back to the issue. That's no, we're going to talk about transfers some more. Yeah, <laughs> this is now the Savage Transfer cast. <laughs> well, there you go. Like I, I promise you, it's a, a hidden gem. It's not great. It, they do not have the budget to make a great movie, but it's kind of better than it should be. Or get a great lead actor. Uh, dude, the dude and the dude is so good as the lead. Is he? It, here's the thing. Everybody in that movie is doing the best fucking job they possibly can. And it's not it's still not a great movie, but it's not because anybody is shitty at all. Helen Hunt's in it. Oh she's she the is. leading lady. Yeah, she's the leading lady. Before mad about you. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, when you watch Transfers, you're gonna be like, Oh my god, there's a lot of good ideas in this. They just don't have money. They have bullet time in it before the Matrix. Like it's it's fucking fantastic, but it's still not a good movie. Like good, good. It's still not a ten, but it's a, a ten's worth of ideas with like a six worth of budget. Check it out. I am. We're gonna All do right. a podcast about it. <laughs> so how about this? Sh- well, well, I guess before that, um, it's kind of interesting that Barbaric is taking the. Uh, initiative on whatever Freak Factory is. Yeah. Not, not Freak Factory. What are they called? Uh, factor. Freak Factor. Like Fear, like fear Factor. I'm going right. to go over there and see what's going on. And then, <laughs> then, there's a, then he's stifled by a, by a will return at 1 p.m. sign. Defeated <laughs> defeated by lunch once again. I guess they're out. I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> I got to say, I love this mighty man flying to the oh, Macy's. Yeah. yeah, the upside down like, fly-in, yeah. Not only is he awesome, and I mean, I'm not joking. I like, I love it. Not only is he, fl- it's like he's being crucified upside down, and they move the cape so they could show his butt. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's so weird, but it's fantastic. Well, it wouldn't be that great if the whole thing was just a cape. It'd be like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, like, I'm not being ironic. I know I sound like I'm making jokes, but I'm just like, there's some fun choices in there. You know, it's weird. Yeah. And then him flying into your car. And, like, what a crazy scene. Like, this is kind of strong. Like, I kind of like this. Like, he's flying into a mall just devastated. And there's just bodies fucking everywhere. 
and there's bludgeon just playing a fucking video game. I gotta say, there's a scale problem here because bludgeon's supposed to be huge, mm-hmm. and uh, that arcade and that machine arcade. Must, must be gigantic. <laughs> yeah, X dude, <laughs> you know the X dude game, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's four yeah, players. Yeah, that's a little weird plays. that that arcade game is so big. <laughs> it's a one-up arcade. Reverse you see Waldo, uh, Waldo's dead on the ground in the arcade. Waldo. Oh, no. I didn't notice Waldo. Where, oh, when, there he is. Yeah, yep. Mighty Man first flies into the arcade. He's, like, right outside oh, of yeah. it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> he had a good I, life. I gotta say, they really established early that Bludgeon's, like, no joke, breaking Mighty Men's arm. Yeah. It's awesome. I did not expect that when that happened. I was like, oh, holy shit. It's it's often a little unclear how strong Mighty Man actually is, uh, because we have seen him die before. He is not invulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, like, this guy just grabs his arm and breaks it. That's fucking crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, I do like how, like, in these Freak Force issues, though, Mighty Man does get jacked up, though, a lot with his, like, at least his, like, costume gets all torn up and tattered. But mm-hmm. this is the first time we've seen him get, like, injured gravely, I think. Yeah, like, really just, like, beat the shit. Like, I mean, he just fucked him up. Big ass mall left in left in crumbles. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's he, he, like I said, he definitely d- demonstrates that he's uh, he is a big deal right off the bat. I think, um, and I I'm probably sure it's the inker, but Jer- uh, uh, Vic does a great job with the bludgeon character, and I, I'm pretty sure it's the inks like on the close up when you see like the craggly kind of face and stuff. It does look cool. Yeah, I love it. I I do think that like there are many shots where that's the thing. It's it's weird because I think Bludgeon overall is shitty design, but like just the the elements of him are cool. Yeah, it's well, weird in a way. He's the transfers of characters. You do have to remember though, as a Johnny Redbeard creation, being over designed like this is kind of the joke. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I I did I would dig it more if there weren't all those weird pipes on the his, pipes the pipes ruin it on the front yeah, yeah. Even Mako got rid of the head. pipes Mako got rid of the pipes why couldn't Bludgeon <laughs> well <laughs> well what <laughs> well I was gonna say again it's kind of the, the Johnny Redbeard thing it, you, it, the costume comes with the powers mm-hmm. it's possible you can't remove them mm, okay. I don't know, it's a little unclear, to be honest. Uh, but I do know when you get powers from Johnny Redbeard, you get you get a costume. It, it comes free. Yeah, it just comes with it, the power. Because you're not, you're not be, basically being empowered, you're being turned into something else. Right. Uh, we finally get to really see what, uh, what uh, what's his name here, the Inhabitor does, uh, by yep. capturing Phyllis and burying her in the floor. And apparently that he's already captured Dart in the wall. Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat because I guess his his power is specifically he can make uh, buildings come alive. Yeah, like matter and material. Yeah, any inorganic or 
matter. Pretty, just pretty, pretty powerful, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, uh, for the Sav- again for the Savage World reread, like I never had any clue, like what the hell that character was. I had no context. He, so he, when character- he, he shows up during the Australia Savage, stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. He's he's basically the end of the, uh, you know, the whole arena fight. Okay. And uh, the funny thing is, is originally I had no context for that because I didn't read this. I barely so, remember him. I mean, he's important. Like, he's the end of the fight. Like, basically, like, and so it's so crazy because, like, it is cool to me, like, getting this context in, like, 2022. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wild, dude. I mean, I don't know. I like it. Like, I'm really enjoying these issues. As critical as we are, you know, Augies of the world who love this please don't think it's just a straight shit fest. Like this has been a blast for me. Yeah. Well, he's tied into like, you know, majorly into like ricochet and barbaric and stuff. So it's cool. Yeah. He's got, he's got history with him. <laughs> is that, is that coming up later? It's in Savage uh, yeah. world. It's touched upon, but I don't know about well, freak it's, force. It's, it's in freak force. Okay. I haven't read it. So, so how about the star pinup? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a good poster. Yeah. Good it's coloring, crazy good action. So, it's, again, same artist, Ben Herrera, that does the miniseries. And the miniseries is so not memorable to me. Like, I can't remember anything that happens in the Star miniseries. But the art was terrific. Own it and haven't read it yet. We'll get to it. Or did it. we do it? No. Nope. Okay, we're we're going we're gonna to get to it. Okay, I'm saving it for the show. Yeah, I definitely got to do a reread of that because I don't remember anything about it. Then we get what we like to call a ass-beating um, <laughs> curb stomp. Yeah, As he fucking clowns this whole team. Absolutely clowns them. It, it really kind of, it really kind of like, really over oversells how powerful this guy is. Like he is definitely set up to be. It's funny because we just did the Joey Finkelberry story. Yeah, and it's yeah, kind it's of a like similar. Si- and... It's kind of a similar situation, although yeah. this, where somebody's gotten powers and he's just so totally op. Yeah, I mean, what's funny? It's funny you should say that because as I'm reading this, I was thinking, damn. I mean, I am enjoying this, but like, holy shit, it's another Finkelberry thing where he's just fucking untouchable. Like he's no lot, one is phasing him. He's a lot more brutal though. Where he stabs Ricochet and you know he's breaking people's arms. So my critical yeah. issue with that is the way it's drawn. It looks like she's just fucking. There's no way. Like right. he ripped her tits off. You know. Oh yeah. Her like the kid gloves are off. Fucking belts coming and all that. It's like. Yeah. God damn, dude. How, like, how is she hell? not completely disemboweled? Right. Yeah. How are her rib cages like just ribs everywhere? You know. I don't know. That's the only. It just draw it a little different. You know what I mean. <laughs> We do get another one of the uh, the rare like rapture skeleton zaps. Love it, Love which we it, dude. we only really see in this this comic. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I wish that Malcolm would do the skeleton when he. I wish Malcolm would have like a super zap, and you could see his bones. I think it is something that Eric should absolutely rip off of Freak Force. Yeah, it just it just enforces like the full power. Yes. Yeah. Like maybe it could be like kind of like a finisher, like a oh, desperation attack. Like here we go, power. 
I was not expecting a Palpatine today. I love it. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I think I think Rapture gets her leg broken, and then Super Pedro gets his limbs all torn up, and these guys yeah. are just—they're done. They're toast. Looks like a goddamn giant chewed him up and spit him out. And the only steps on Rapture just snaps her leg. And he only survived because he's being sadistic and tells him to get out of town in an hour. Which is a weird thing. He basically says, get out of, you got an hour to get out of your butts out of my town. And then they're all just yeah. fucking laid out anyway, so who knows if they even could have heard him. Right. <laughs> you unconscious guy, you better get out of here. And of course, Horridus is the only one still standing at the end. How will she enough. save the day? I don't know, dude. I mean, as someone who hasn't read, I'm excited. I I have to say, like as someone who's reading this for the first time, this is a good cliffhanger. It is. It is. The worst uh, team member left, and she's in motion. She's going to do something. So it's like, oh, cool. I can't I, wait. And I have no idea how they're going to beat this guy. I'll be honest. I, I haven't yeah, read me either. I, I haven't read ahead uh, either. So I got to wonder, like, is there going to be something really interesting in, like, how they defeat him? I'm actually excited by a freak force cliffhanger and i fucking love it like i can't wait craig's sitting there like god damn it <laughs> honestly i can't remember i really can't i haven't read up in a while so i mean i'm just like I, listen i'm pleased as punch i mean this for me even though again i gotta dock at points because it does feel like joey finkelberry redux but I like him better than Joey because Joey was almost like magic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's just a fucking wimpy kid that's super strong. Whereas this guy kind of looks imposing. So it makes a little more sense. See, I, I, I'm the I'm the opposite. I think it's a little bit too boring that he's so big and intimidating and strong. Whereas Joey, hmm. because, you know, the superpowers are what give you the powers. You don't need your 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 physical body is irrelevant, really. Uh, when superpowers are involved. So I find Joey the more interesting of the two, design-wise, because he is so uh, unassuming. Hmm. I find Bludgeon more interesting design-wise. I find the idea of Joey more interesting. To yeah. Be so, like, when I'm looking That's at Con, I'm I want to see, like, a giant, uh, cool-looking villain like brawn or bludgeons always fun to see him take on like oh. you know, or juggernaut but the idea of joey finkelberry is a cooler store you know a cooler Jim, you, contrast you touched on it earlier i wish that uh he had been shown as being just a little vulnerable so it wasn't totally like joey part two yeah yeah we don't really see yeah. any anything to suggest this guy has any weaknesses nothing phases him Nothing. And I yeah. I wish that he was just like maybe like even like three. I wish he'd even just said, oh, I felt that, you know, just something like that. Just to give you just a he's not Finkelberry. Instead, it, that's the only reason I got a dock at this point. Yeah, it is an odd choice when we had just done the Finkelberry not too long ago to have that same exact like unstoppable character. Um, But I don't know. I don't know why they went that route. What if Hordus defeats him by climbing up a tube and just her spikes scrape whatever mechanisms are keeping him alive? Because <laughs> he he's got he, he's covered in tubes. It's what, what she's best at. Yeah. 
So I loved awesome. it. <laughs> so I loved it. I actually have to say that, uh, again, uh, I know that we are critical, but we are just being honest. It's not that we are haters. I, I like, I'm loving Freak Force more than I have any previous Freak Force, and I think it's getting stronger as it goes on. And and I am looking forward to the next issue. I'm really excited. I think with with any comic too, it's like people are too quick to drop comics. It's like yes. you need a good year for that stuff to start to gel and people just kind of find characters to find their voices and just mm-hmm. you know look at the first twelve issues of Savage Dragon, kind of shaky. You know, or I should say, first seven. You know. uh I mean, they're great stuff, but compared to the rest of the series, like it really doesn't start to get going until like that overlord confrontation, you know, mm-hmm. um, invincible, you know, it takes a little bit of, to, to warm up a little bit and yeah, uh, you really can't bail as quick as I think people did. <laughs> I just anything you look at those Marvel comics, like Fantastic Four wasn't Fantastic Four until it got into like, you know, the teens and the mm-hmm. 20s or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, it's really starting to click now. Yeah, I mean, think of Ninja Turtles. They kill Shredder in the first issue. They sure do. Yeah. And no one has any personality. It's four of the exact same character. And it's just like, if people just bailed, it's like, dude, we wouldn't have the empire we have now, you know? So, yeah, I'm I'm glad. I'm thankful to have come at this when I did. Sadly, I'm not going to lie. If I'd been reading this back in the day, I would have bailed. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, you don't always have money to just keep buying a book you're not feeling. But, uh, I'm, you know, obviously we have it all now. We're just reading it all in one chunk or whatever else. And, uh, yeah, I'm thankful. I like it. I, I wish that there was more. You know, I always hearken back to these uh, when we do these retros. And while it, you know, I'm of two minds because while I love Savage Dragon being a universe in a book, where there's so many characters and it's just, you're getting so much in one book. I kind of am left wanting those characters to get their own spotlight from time to time. Yeah. So that we don't have to have things like Hortus's child doesn't even show up for years until she dies. And then you just see her crying and it's like, damn, if we'd had a freak force book, we could have seen that's, Dixie, that's why, yeah, 94, 95 Savage Dragon is like, if you're just looking at the individual books, you're there's a lot of stuff missing that you're yeah. trying to, because you had Freak Force and Star and Deadly Duo and, you know, Super Patriot, all those books had things going on in it mm-hmm. that were fleshing those characters out. And now when when the market's not there, it's like, Either you don't see those people anymore popping in and out of the book because Eric just doesn't have the pages to dedicate it, yeah. dedicate to them. But if, if you had a spinoff, well, they could probably pop in the book more often because you don't have to explain things. Yeah, no, exactly. It wouldn't even matter because you could assume most readers would kind of be up to the, you know, caught up. Especially in like <laughs> real-time stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lord. Oh, my God. Like, you know. Oh, um, hey, listen, again, always a pleasure, always fucking can we, exciting. Can we just touch on the two ads that are in this book? Because I miss these like house ads. 
Oh, go for it. <laughs> the one for blood and guts. Hey, stupid, this is great stuff here. What's a guy got to do? Hit you over the head? <laughs> just love the condescending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, just <laughs> the real Savage Dragon 13, except no substitutes. <laughs> Perfect, hilarious. Dude. Perfect fucking shade. I love it. Take that, Jim Lee. I saw a Funko Pop of Hush from Batman. And I was like, if you need a testament to sh- how shitty Jim Lee's designs really are. Oh, does, it, does, it, does it translate well? <laughs> well, you'd be very surprised to realize that it does not. In the Funko Pop, the one medium where any design works, right? Right. <laughs> no, Hush looks absolute like fucking trash in I mean, Funko it's just Pop. A, it's just a dude with wraps on his head, right? And a, a trench belt. coat. And a belt. It's the worst. I'm just saying, like, except no substitutes because Jim Lee's. I see it. It looks like a mummy with, like, a trench coat on. It's horrible. I, I don't know. I can't believe Hush is a beloved Batman character. It's not that it's he's all... a beloved Batman character. It's that Jim Lee's beloved. Not by everyone. His Joker's <laughs> not good. Raven, I need you to decide, make a decision for me. Should I spend $23 for Transfers 1 on 4K Blu-ray? Considering that it was uh, made cheap, you don't have to go expensive. Just get it on whatever's cheapest. Mm. All right. I guess the $15 regular Blu-ray could be fine. Hold off on that purchase. Can you see it on Amazon or... Oh, it's around. I'm on eBay. Hold off on that purchase. Yeah, hold off on that purchase. I, I might be able to find something. So thank you very much. Transfers, uh, black market. Let's just say uh, I might be able to get an ancestor to time travel to my body and give you some wisdom from the future. (laughs) Don't get it mixed up with scanners. Mm -hmm. On that note, uh, thank you to your listeners. Uh, Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Craig. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) You did it again. That's horrible. Cheesecake. I I am no longer recording.